Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a real issue that we're going to go over today and it is going to be highly controversial. So what I wanted to do was stick to the data and have the data speak for itself. And I also looked at data gathered by uh, Dr. John Campbell, and I went to some of the sources he cited, and uh, I went through and did my own data analysis, much of which it agrees with Dr. Campbell, but I took it a couple of steps further. And I made some inferences that Dr. Campbell did not. Now, first of all, congratulations to Dr. Campbell. You are a true, true hero for your profession because you're telling the truth, sir. And you're going against the mainstream, and we know what happened to the frontline doctors. Oh, yeah, yeah, the frontline doctors, the ones that were totally discriminated against, uh, had their medical licenses stripped in many cases, denied employment. For what? Demanding science when it came to vaccinations, COVID, and the entire medical industry was called into question. But we have one hell of a <laughs> of an analysis coming here, and uh, I've created an informal spreadsheet that cites UN OECD data, and I'll let you decide what the numbers tell. I'll give my interpretation i mean mark twain cautioned us he said that figures lie and liars figure and there's uh lies and there's damn lies but i am endeavoring here to be as open and honest as possible now as a matter of disclosure i have written two statistics courses for a college and then for a university i for four and a half years as part of my academic assignment I would teach research strategies to graduate students working on their dissertations. That entitles me to come forward with this data and offer explanations. And they say, well, Dave, I thought your academic background was primarily psychology. Yeah, postgraduate level, absolutely. But when I was teaching at a college, they said, Dave, you have some experience here in STAT. Do you think you could teach it? And it kind of took off, and one thing led to another. And then that was a second branch of my academic experience. Um, I have the credentials and the experience to speak to these topics. And I've been trained mostly on the medical model, which really entitles me to look at COVID 
vaccination rates and so forth and draw some inferences. And I'm very careful in this particular presentation to play very close to the vest. And I'll tell you what I feel I can demonstrate and what I feel needs to still be investigated. But there are extenuating circumstances that lead me to say that there needs to be extensive scientific evaluation of medical practices across the world, particularly in the United States and the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, that have not been looked at. And when politicians and media figures, mainstream media figures, and the medical industry itself are challenged, they simply walk out of conferences. They refuse to answer they call you a conspiracy theorist for daring to ask such a question. Now, we're going to pose a lot of questions here, and I'm going to encourage you to share this very widely. Um, and like I said, we're taking conspiracy theory totally out of this, and we're looking at data. By the way, we are brought to you by the best storable food company in the world. I am warning you. From all the work I've done in this, and I, you know, when the McCain Mafia tried to steal my property rights, along with partners, and that began shortly after we had built our new home in rural Arizona, we, um, there were 300 families that were affected, and there were political reasons, and I won't go into all those reasons, and economic factors, too, that they wanted us off our land. And I started in this business as a direct result of this because I made the mistake of speaking up publicly at a meeting. And I said, well, the constitution and the data and the, 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 you're the spokesperson, be careful about speaking up in public meetings because my life changed from being a happy academic and a college basketball coach to what I do now, <laughs> where I'm labeled a conspiracy theory nut for disagreeing with the mainstream media, who is the mouthpiece of the medical industrial complex, as well as the fascist communist Bolsheviks that have taken over our country. Oh, those are accurate statements. If you don't have storable food, you're in their system, and they are taking over the food industry. And if you don't get parallel to that, I can't tell you where this is going to go for sure. But they tell you they want you to eat bugs, aquatics, and plants, and you won't be eating meat and dairy. And I say, to hell with that. The only way to get around it is to grow your own, which I know they're going to regulate. They're going to regulate anything that makes you independent. But they're all, and this is why they're going after Bitcoin so hard. Well, that's another topic for another podcast. But you need to get your storable food. My Patriot Supply is who I've chosen to represent because I believe in them. I'm a customer. Restaurant quality food, 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day because you're eating to try to maintain your weight. So you want something high in caloric value. It's not like you're eating to lose weight. You're not eating healthy. You're eating to live. But it's really good food. Nutrition is a consideration. There's no GMOs. I hope that you take my advice on this. By the way, they have a great special going on right now. All you got to do to look at the whole package is go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. All right, long introduction, but I wanted to set the groundwork here. So let me share a screen here, and we'll go to notes 
that I have prepared on this topic, and that did not work. So we will try this again. Um, the travails of uh, live presentations. All right, we're looking here at a spreadsheet anecdotally put together in layman's terms. This is not the way I would present if I were doing a data presentation to colleagues speaking at a conference, depending on my audience. If my audience was made up of average people that may or may not have a background in stats and research, um, this is how I do it. So I've chosen to do it this way. I could have easily put together a spreadsheet, and that's available, by the way. The, the raw numbers I'm going to cite are from OECD. They're UN figures. You can download them. Um, I've entitled this The Depopulation of America Has Reached Staggering Levels, and I should add, over the last two years. The true numbers of our depopulation are being masked by uncontrolled and out-of-control illegal immigration. I'm not saying this is the purpose for immigration, but I'm saying it's a byproduct that benefits the people who are doing this to us. In the last four years, the lifespan of the United States has declined by three years, 79 to 76 years of age. We are now one full year below Cuba. Cuba. We look down our noses at Cuba. We look down our noses at technology, their standard living, their medical practices, although they have unrestrained, um, really good health care compared to what we get here. All right, UN data derived from downloadable spreadsheets. I'm going to start anecdotally with my own experience that led me to look at this. And I've talked about this before when I was over on a different social media site. The insurance rates barometer. My insurance rates have doubled, and there's no causal relationship. I haven't had a claim on an automobile, house, anything else I've insured for at least 30 years. And even then, it might go back further. Um. In fact, I was asking my wife not too long ago, when's the last time we really had a claim? And we're thinking, we can't really remember one. But our insurance rates have doubled since last year. So I've called some people, and most of them won't talk to you. But I managed to work my way around to some actuaries. And actually, I did talk to one person with our insurance company, Farmers, and they won't be our insurance company much longer. Um, And I said, why have my rates doubled? We've had no claims. Oh, it's all the natural disasters. And I said, don't give me your climate change bullshit. What's the real reason? And I said, could it have anything to do with all these unexpected deaths? Our death curve is way above expected levels, and you're paying. And he says, Mr. Hodges, you're corrupt, but I can't talk about it. So I worked my way to other actuaries that I didn't have any kind of professional relationship with. And what many of them will tell you privately, the ones you can get to talk, will tell you. 
our death curve over the last two to three years is off the charts. And I'm going to give you the numbers from the UN. And even then, these numbers from the UN, <laughs> I don't know that I trust them. But even if we take them at face value, they're very, very concerning. All-cause mortality, death from every cause. In the category of expected death rates. In the U.S. for this year, 2023, we have 37 weeks. We'll have 38 next week. Um. There were 156,000 deaths in the United States in the first 37 weeks of this year that were over the expected rate. And what this means for life insurance companies is they're paying out death benefits at a far higher level than they expected. This is an 8% increase over the previous year. Well, if you look at insurance rates... They're not programmed to take an 8% hit from year to year. That's a fact. Well, you can get the data and go back another year. But we'll go to 2022 in a minute. I want to contrast this figure with looking at expected COVID deaths. It was reported in 2023 that 76,000 people were reported to have died from COVID. But I will tell you, the data is suspect because these are stories we know to be true. You know, I'm friends with Tom Rents, and you probably maybe have heard Tom on my show many times. And Tom was the first attorney for the frontline doctors. I'm also friends with Sheriff Mack. No Sheriff Mack for a long time and know him pretty well. And he's associated with the frontline doctors. Same stories. Same stories. And then we get these stories from emergency room physicians that have walked away because they're not going to do the BS. I'll give you a typical example. Guy's riding a motorcycle, has a traumatic brain injury from an accident. He's effectively brain dead when he's brought in. But the cause of death is listed as COVID. This happened all the time. And this is why you can't believe the 76,000 uh, number figure. I'm sure it's less than half of that. But here's why these medical institutions will engage in this medical fraud. They were paid on average, and it varied from area to area. But federal payouts, $13,000 for a COVID diagnosis. The false positive rates on this, you can't even get an average figure. I read everything from 10% to 60%. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you that when you take a COVID test, you stand a very good chance of having a false positive reading. $13,000. For a COVID death, $39,000. Do you think there's any financial incentive there to over-exaggerate and misreport the data? I'd say there's quite a bit. That's why we need to look at this figure. Why would the government pay for diagnosis and 
post-morbidity analysis with an autopsy <clears throat> quotes. Why would they even bother to do that? Why would you have to do We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen Right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Where have we ever done that before? Do we pay for cancer diagnosis? Do we pay for pneumonia diagnosis? How about Alzheimer's? Do we pay for that? We only pay for COVID. Why? Because they wanted exaggerated figures. That's the only logical conclusion. Why? Because they wanted to ramp up the fear as the excuse to see how far they could push us to control us. Wear a mask everywhere, even though we know now masks are counterproductive. And Fauci admitted to this very early on. Very early on, Fauci admitted to this. Then later it was wear two masks. (laughs) You want your doctor, you can keep your doctor. 
um, your decision of what you put into your body, that didn't last very long, did it? Oh, there's exemptions. If you have religious exemption, health exemption, you don't have to take mandatory vaccine. You won't lose your job. And they sure did away with that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just giving surrounding exacerbating factors for your consideration. Okay, let's continue. We've covered these two issues right here. Now let's go down to 2022, the height of COVID. There were almost 500,000 deaths over expected rates. That amounts to an 18% increase. Do you see why your insurance rates have doubled? Because, see, we sell auto, home, and life. But the life insurance is killing us. So we got to double the rates on everybody else in every other area. That's why. I mean, this is the only logical conclusion. Now, the UN data tells us, and this is where... um, Dr. Campbell gets into this from the UK. He he went through extensively the rates uh, for UK, and he went into other EU nations. Same story. Same story. Okay. There's my conclusion. The G20 nations are getting destroyed by this. And this is why insurance companies are going broke. And by the way, what are the other G20 nations going through? Uncontrolled immigration. Am I right? Okay. Let's go down to here. All-cause mortality death rate, 2022 and 2023. Now, remember, we only have 37 weeks of information for this year, being the last day of the year. I wanted to contrast this, and Dr. Campbell made this comparison, so I want to give him credit because he pointed my brain in this direction. He's absolutely right. I'll go a step further where I do a comparative analysis. Vietnam War, there were a little over 58,000 deaths in a 10-year period. That average is out to about 6,000 deaths per year. If you take the last two years of unexpected death increases in America, it averages 325,000 per year. So, you've got war, where we had a maximum at one time of 500,000 troops in Vietnam. We have war, and we have what we're dealing with with vaccinations and COVID. Look at the comparison. 6,000 per year compared to 325,000. Which has been worse for America? And I'm not minimizing the 58,220 American soldiers that perished. I'm not talking about that. Their lives were valuable. And I believe thrown away for false reasons. But look at the rates. Now, scrolling down to here, in my final entry, This all could be scientifically investigated. When you look at all-cause mortality, the key phrase is all-cause. So how do you separate what's causing people to die? It can be murky to do this. I fully admit this. 
But the standard strategy that would be employed here by people who work in data would be to use a technique called multiple regression analysis. You go to, and we'll even take these bogus COVID figures, 76,000 deaths in 2023. We'll take the UN and uh, the CDC and the NIH. We'll take their data at face value, even though we know it's bullshit. If we go through, we could isolate causation to the deaths associated with the cause. And then we could see how much of this adds to the unexpected rise in the death curve. And you test one at a time. You might have eight factors you're testing independently. You might have 500 factors. It depends how detailed you want your analysis to be. But I used to work on a stat program called SPSS. All you guys who've been through my training say, oh, yeah, I remember SPSS. And if you want to set up multiple regression analysis, all you got to do is put in your data tables, organize it. If you've got a formula, you put that in, and then you just enter your data, and the computer does all the work. The software produces the results. And we would have unexpected death curve. This much percent is due to this one cause. This much is due to the second cause. This much is due to the third cause and so forth. We can isolate the data. Now, I realize because you have some crossovers and gray areas, your data may be a little imperfect, but it will still give you a major trend curve that's probably statistically verifiable with retesting. That's what we could do. We could tell you exactly what's causing to a real high degree of confidence probably about a 95% level of confidence, we could tell you where the causations lie in the death curve increase. But this research is not being done. Isn't this the role of the CDC? Look, I don't trust anything the UN does. It's totally a corrupt, mafia-style, third-world dictator-run organization. So I don't even include them. I I don't trust them. I don't trust their numbers. Yet I'm using their numbers because the problem's far worse than I'm sure they're reporting. But we could just go with the American aspect of this. Is it not the duty of the CDC to do the kind of research I'm talking about? But, oh, no, we can't look at that, because something that starts with V might show up in causation, and it might be really high. Because, see, here's the telling factor. When you go back to 2019, we had expected death curve. We were like at minus 0.3%, what you would expect. That's within the margin of error. When you go to Europe and you look at the same thing, they were anywhere between minus 0.3 to about plus 0.5. That's in the margin of error where you would say there's no statistical increase in the expected death curve. And when you get to 2022 the proverbial poop starts to hit the fan. What changed in 2022 carried into 2023? Well, you can correlate it to vaccine frequency. You can take a chart. You could look at the months. You could look at the death curve. And here's the interesting thing. The numbers we're getting right now are on the low end. If there is causational relationship 
between side effects of medical treatment for COVID, regardless of what it is, you would not expect the data to totally subside starting in 2024. You would still have lingering and perhaps even significant relationship going forward in the years as the mortality effects may tend to be cumulative in some people as opposed to acutely catastrophic in the short term. And I hope I made that clear and didn't use too technical of terms. But what I'm trying to point out to you is we have the tools and resources to nail what's going on with our decrease in lifespan and these unexpected death frequency rates that are off the charts. 18% is unheard of unless you've got a catastrophic war, a bubonic plague, like the Black Plague of the Middle Ages. We haven't had any of that. I mean, even the COVID deaths accepted at face value, which we know is a lie, 76,000. Okay, at that same time, your flu rate went to almost zero. How did people die from COVID? Well, let's see, it was elderly, comorbid conditions, correct? Diabetes, you're overweight, you're over 65, asthma. Okay, comorbid conditions. How do people die from the flu? Same thing. So your COVID rate does this, and your flu rate is inversely related. It's proportional. It's what we call a negative correlation. As one rate goes up, the other rate goes down. <laughs> Do you think any of the flu diagnosis that would have been made in 2019 were showing up as COVID in 2022? You remember the false positive rates of the COVID testing. I hope I've opened your eyes. This is not conspiracy theory. This is data and telling you what you could do with the data to apply causality. But no one wants to apply causality because the people in control seemingly don't want you to know the truth. Oh, I know in their deep, dark recesses, they've done the work. They know how successful this has been. Whoops, did I say that? I didn't mean successful. They know what the relationship is. I didn't mean to interject to my opinion. My opinion is this. You can already see the trend curve from the numbers. The only thing that needs to be done is to connect the dots and do responsible research. But they don't want to do that. You know, if you want to watch a high school basketball game or football game or baseball game, you can go to uh, the NFHS National Federation High School Sports, and they run a video service that high schools subscribe to, and individual people can subscribe to that. So you might live in Maine, where all the maniacs live. Oh, yeah, the ones who think it's okay for their Supreme Court to keep Trump off the ballot. So I'm calling you maniacs. You could live in Maine and watch your favorite team in California where you move from. Okay. Every time you watch a game, they have a vaccine commercial. And they make a sports analogy. Like a goal-saving effort from a kick. Like a pass interception. Defense wins games. You need to go on the defense and take your vaccinations. And geared towards adolescence. Should be that should that be the goal of high school sports? 
to propagandize vaccines before you have the privilege of watching a game. Do you not see the PSYOP going on? And they're promoting something. And here's my objection. I wouldn't even be bringing this up. But my objection is this. They're promoting something that is resistant to self-examination and legitimate research. That's my objection. If everything was above board, out in the open, we knew the data, and people could make an informed decision based on real numbers, not financially incentivized diagnostics and post-morbidity analysis, then I would say, fine. That's your position. That's great. But they're promoting pseudoscience because when you don't have data behind what you're doing and you claim, as Fauci did, follow the science. What science are you following? You're following the propaganda. And when your professionals didn't fall in line to the propaganda, you fired them. And when the population wouldn't go along with it, you try to get them fired. Remember when Biden tried to impose, if you work at a company of over 100 people, you will take your vaccine or lose your job. In the last legitimate ruling the Supreme Court has made, they struck that down. I fear what will happen when it comes back. You want to see how impotent the Supreme Court is? Let me give you one example. You can't put medical decisions in their hands because they're blowing it. The last case that went before them for lawsuits for vaccine damage, they gave complete immunity to the vaccine companies. But if you cause someone's death, you don't get that immunity. And people wonder, why is Dave Hodges calling for the creation of a parallel society? For the same reason that Marjorie Taylor Greene said, we might have to go to red states, blue states, and have two different countries. I don't know how practical her suggestion is, but I agree with it in principle. Because we are being dominated today, scientifically, politically, economically, social media. We're being dominated by fascism. for profit, and for control of the population. And I say, enough is enough. So when I come on here and say, you want to continue to trust the food supply? You want to put your hands in the in, in your fate, in the hands of a government that won't even investigate the over 100 food processing plants that have been destroyed? Be my guest. I am choosing a different path. I have sought financial alternatives, health alternatives. Ask yourself this question generally with the medical industrial complex. Why are cancer treatments basically the same? I mean, we repackage some of the same bullshit and we give it a different name and call it a breakthrough. But the rates of survival have improved in some areas and they've decreased in others. But largely, Cancer treatment from the 80s is a stagnant situation. Ask yourself this question. Why are we still driving the same kind of automobiles with the same kind of technology as we did 100 years ago? 
I mean, there's been no technological breakthroughs. It's called withheld technology. And I've talked a lot about it on this channel. I told my Enron story. Might want to go back and look that up. But this is all in the same genre. I'm going to cover the propaganda aspect in a different video. But the one of the things that I really want you to see here, there's this real data that screams for a professional analysis, and it's not being done for the public consumption. Why? Why isn't it? And more importantly, why aren't we asking the questions? My purpose with this particular channel is this, is to raise serious questions that highlight problems that threaten our standard of living and our very existence. Because first you have to have problem identification before you can find a solution. That's the two parts of what I do here. The next part is up to you. How much hell are you going to raise over all the BS we're filled with on a daily basis? My former news director, Andy DeRiso, the wife of my mentor, Bill Pollack, the late Bill Pollack, mentor in this business. She once said on my show, as she was doing her news report, she said, Dave, what aren't they lying to us about? Not very much. I'll leave you with a conclusion. And then as we go through this New Year's Eve day, I will go through and I will highlight examples that show you my conclusions valid. They are trying to create a two-tiered society that's depopulated. You've already seen the numbers. And they are stratifying society into two classes. Those that control the data, control the information stream, and those that have no idea what's happening to them. And there's a huge wealth redistribution that's going on part and parcel to this process. And the sooner you realize that they're not just after your money, they're after your lifespan, your longevity, your quality of life, and even if you're permitted to live. When you come to the realization on multiple fronts, this is the case, and we're going to do multiple front analysis today. The inescapable conclusion is this. You either stand up and say no more, and you can nonviolently pursue alternative lifestyles until they don't give you a choice. Or you can just lay down, take your beating, and go quietly into the night. Now, I'm lucky because I have an overriding faith in Jesus Christ, and I'm putting my trust and faith in that. But also, when the Lord breathed life into my soul, he also gave me a brain and willpower to stand up for what's right. I certainly don't claim to be perfect. But what I do claim to do is I'm trying to do the right thing. And I won't be a helpless victim 
to evil, satanic-serving people. And you'll see why I came to this conclusion as we go through other parts of this day. It's a heck of a note to end the year on, but if we're not honest with where we're at, we can't begin to change where we're going to end up. I'll see you back here next time. Thanks for joining us. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.